Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 28th of October. Hope everyone is having a great week and an even better weekend. Watching some football today, college, and then tomorrow, some pros. We're going to talk about the Bucks on how they looked on Thursday night, what they've done so far this year, where they seem to be going. JimmyBSports.com gets you on the show through an email. Number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more. You are making the same or less money. It's not your fault. It's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. 800-514-2152. That's 800-514-2152. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Bucks fans, want to hear from you. What did you think about the game on Thursday night against Buffalo? Or let's go back to last weekend. What do you think about the game against Atlanta at Raymond James? Which one disappointed you more? <clears throat> I'm going to tell you my take on it, but I want to get to an email first. This is Steve from Tampa. Steve is saying, Jim, what do you think the Bucks need to do to right the ship, if you will? It seems as though they're regressing instead of getting better. Well, Steve, that's a pretty observant email. Uh, Yeah, after how many games now? We are three and four. We've lost four out of the last five games. As you know, we just lost to Buffalo. We lost to Atlanta last weekend. Um, We lost to Detroit the week before that. And then Philly two weeks prior. So we started the season off by, by beating Minnesota. Uh, beating Chicago and um, the Saints, which put us at three and one, going into the into the bye week. Now we're three and one, exceeding all expectations, going into a bye week. What do we do? Well, the coaching staff gives the players seven days off. I've never ever heard of a coaching staff giving a team seven days off in that period for the the bye week and that we lost all of our, our momentum during that time in in my opinion if you look at what they've done after that their body of work when they came back from the bye week is a loss a loss a loss so you know the month of october is done for them we're going into november we're going to be at houston in a must win game next week uh, yeah, yeah, it's a must-win game in Week 9. We, we can't fall that much further behind Atlanta than we already have. We have to hope that Atlanta gets beat this weekend. Uh, they came in here. Let's talk about them. They came in here last week, last Sunday, to Raymond James and, and beat us by a, uh, by a touchdown. 
I believe the score was 16-13 in that one. Did we play well enough to win that game? We seem to be in the game. It just we cannot get over the hump sometimes in these games. And you can look at the lack of offense. I mean, we scored 16 points, or we scored 13 points against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is average. I wouldn't say they're good. But without their star running back, Robinson, who didn't even play, which drove a lot of fantasy football players um, a little bit over the top. But without him playing, they still beat us. Where is our defense? I mean, yeah, I can see giving up 25 points to Philly. Um, I don't know. Detroit, did they play well? Did they have a good team? They're better than we thought, I guess. But yeah, but giving up... Given up some points to Atlanta with a quarterback, Ritter, who had never won an away game before, came in here and he looked pretty good. He looked nothing like a rookie quarterback. So we get done with the Atlanta game. We lost on a field goal. At the end, our defense gave up some plays that allowed them to go ahead and, and kick the winning field goal. It should never have been that close. Anyway, um, our run game was dismal as it's been all season long. The offense, Mayfield, did not look like he did in the first four games before the bye. Like I said, that, that seven days off after that 3 and one start was really something that I think was a turning point so far in the season. So we're going to have to turn it back around, but we're not going to be able to do it the way that we've been playing. We're not going to be, our, our defense, you know, you hear these stats, oh, we're the best team in the red zone. Well, to, to be the best team in the red zone, it means that the other team's getting to the red zone quite often. So we got to stop that. How, how do we stop it? Todd Ball is supposed to be uh, a defensive coordinator, a defensive genius, if you will, before he took over as a head coaching. Uh, so I, I don't know. Is that what's going on? Is there something that he's doing that is changing all of a sudden? Is there something that uh, he here's what I think about what's going on with him. I don't think he's tough enough on players. There are some people that play that should be yanked out of a game. Uh, I'll throw some names out there too. I don't. If you see, if you see someone out there that is not giving a hundred percent on every play, then you got to make some decisions. Should Neil be in there consistently getting burnt when when you have to have a big play? No, you don't. You yank him out of there. You put someone else. You put Devaney in there if you have to. Um, the personnel decisions, I'm telling you, uh, Devin White, everyone says, oh, he's, he's playing so well. I saw him slacking, walking on some plays. Um, there's a captain. There's a C on his jersey as a captain. Come on. He's got to go out there. Someone needs to pull him aside and say, hey, listen, number 45, let's get going because you're not pulling your weight. You're supposed to be one of our leaders. I don't see it. The only people that I see playing well on the defense right now is Levante David and Antoine Winfield Jr. Those are the two. I watch the games. I watch the films of the games the last couple. And I'm telling you what, Winfield made that nice play, stripping the ball 
the running back going for a touchdown, and or actually it was Ritter, the quarterback, that allowed us to still be in the game. So Levante David, he's out. He plays. He goes out there every game and plays the way you're supposed to. Those two guys, I think, are, are, are playing well. The personnel decisions that the Bucks staff are making are, are terrible. You, you want to talk? You no, know, we're still talking about the defense. We'll get to the offense. Don't worry. But on the defense, you got two corners that are making over $30 million combined, and their strength is man-to-man coverage. All right, strength is man-to-man coverage. So what are we playing? We're playing a soft zone. I'm watching the film against Detroit. I'm watching the film against Atlanta, then against Buffalo. What are we doing? We're playing, it's like we're playing a prevent defense almost, and the man-to-man coverage, which is our strength, we're not utilizing it. We're not doing it. Um, Tampa is the worst team in the NFL against third downs. Teams convert third downs the most against the Bucks. First down, second down, doesn't matter what you do. Wait till third down, you'll convert it. Why? Coaches make their money on making adjustments. Coaches make their money. They're paid to get wins. All right. How do they do that? By coming up big on third and fourth down plays. That's what they do. When you're in the red zone, you get paid to put the ball in the end zone. That's how coaches are ranked. That's how they're graded. That's what makes a good coach sets a good coach aside from an average coach to a poor coach. Now, what we're doing right now, you just gave up 420 yards, I think it was, against Buffalo on Thursday night. Give 406 against Atlanta. Uh, So what do we have to do to right the ship? It starts with the defense. You look at the victories we had in the first part of the season, the first three out of the four games. Our defense led the way. The offense caught up during the game. Defense is not playing well right now. There's no one running to the ball. The tackling, there there are some people. Carlton, I, I don't see him even wanting to tackle anybody right now. So... It, it's really pathetic. Carlton Davis doesn't want to hit anyone, but yet he's still making $18 million a year. So, again, someone needs to drag him aside and say, hey, listen, we need you to step it up. What's going on? Um, Bowles stands there. From all accounts, T- Todd Bowles is a, is a classy guy, stand-up guy, someone that you you know, enjoy having a conversation with. You know what, though? I don't need a coach to be a friend. Good players coach. He doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You'll never hear him call anyone out after a game. Yeah, well, we know what happened, and and we'll address that. That's what he says. And then things never get addressed. It's the same thing week after week now, coming off of three losses in a row, four out of the last five. Um, So, you know, for, for example, you have... Allen with Buffalo again. We we are not picking up the hot route. Stephon Diggs. You know the ball is going to Stephon Diggs. So what do we do? Now we wait to third down or fourth down conversion. You send a you send a defense out there, put them in a situation. You know that the hot route that Allen's going to look to is Diggs. 
what do you do? You send the outside linebacker and Diggs is wide open. All right, the rest of the defense never had a chance of doing it. We're regressing, guys. We're regressing on the defensive end. Third and fourth downs. That's where the coaches need to step up and design some plays for us to be able to stop some people. You know, fourth and one. How many fourth and ones do we see against us anymore? Oh, we had, a, on the other side of the coin, we had a fourth and one. And that's something the offensive side. I'm not even at that point yet. But we're not taking, we're not taking advantage of opportunities on both sides of the ball. And I'm saying that it does come down to personnel decisions. I, I can sit here and bang on um, Bulls all day long, but he's not out there making the plays. He's got, but he's got to get the players to make the plays or put different players on the field that want to make the plays. I mean, I, sometimes it looks like this team has already said, you know what, yeah, we, we don't want to get hurt. We're going to go out there and you know, just go through the motions the rest of the season. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's sometimes how it looks like watching this team play, especially – on, on some defensive situations, it just surprised me watching how easy Allen ran that touchdown in uh, last night. It, it just, it, again, not taking advantage of opportunities. People say, well, are you more upset about losing to Atlanta or Buffalo? I'm more upset about losing to Atlanta. Who? No one looking at the schedule before the season started, looking at the schedule now, if you want, who who picked the Bucks to go up there and beat Buffalo? If you did, then you're just an avid Bucks fan, and I don't think you were thinking you know, clearly. No one did. The spread was eight and a half, nine points, nine and a half points going to the game last night. Hey, the Bucks covered. Congratulations, they covered the spread. But you know, the Atlanta game that was a game that you can't lose. It's a divisional game. Atlanta was in first place. You had them, you had the game, and you just weren't able to make the plays or to drop the plays or a combination of both to be able to go out there and beat them. Beat them with a quarterback that has never won a game on the road, but yet managed to somehow beat us down here. So, yeah, I'm more upset about the Atlanta loss than I am with the Buffalo loss because going into the season... My prediction was they're going to win seven, maybe eight games if they get lucky in a couple breaks. Um, obviously, I still stand by that, but I think right now that um, they need to change many different things. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the offense on the other side of the break. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels. You might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-390-5160. 
That's 800-390-5160. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Continuing our conversation about the Bucks and the fact that I think they're regressing um, versus what they're supposed to be doing, which is getting better and more cohesive as the season goes. Um I'll say what you will about the coaching staff. I'm sure there's some knowledgeable people there, some good people. But I'm a little tired of seeing Bold standing on the sidelines with his arms crossed, no expression on his face. Your team is going to build off of that one way or another. The team is a reflection of your coach, like it or not. So a lot of times it seems that the expressions that Bowles has or lack thereof is just carried over right to the team on the field. You know, when you have penalties, when you have, you know, motion on the offensive line, it's like we did so many times. I mean, what are you going to do with, you know, with Hainsey and Mock out there? And we had a 42-yard gain called back because of a, no motion penalty. Um, again, pull them out, put somebody else in, and make an example, and find somebody that wants to play that's able to play. Now, the offensive line, I will say that they've been pretty good in pass protection. All right, uh, run as far as running the ball, they're one of the worst teams in the league. But pass protection, they're giving Mayfield a little bit of time. I have an email here from no, Scott from Ruskin saying, Jimmy B, do you think it's time to put Kyle Trask in there and let Mayfield sit and see what Trask can do? No, I mean, I understand a lot of people are obviously concerned about the way that Mayfield is playing now as he was in the first couple of games of the season. And I said that three weeks ago, whenever even it was so, you know, oh, Mayfield's playing so great. Yeah, you know, it, it, it goes up and down. It, it's very, it's very um, cyclable, if you will. So you, you have Mayfield, is he the same person that he was four weeks ago? Yeah, what's going on right now, though? Teams are watching film. They're seeing you know, the receivers, the routes that they're running. They're putting some pressure on the best receivers, Evans and Godwin. Hey, Mike Evans, you got to get open, man. You got to find a way to get open. You, you threw the ball to you four or five, four or five catches last night on Thursday night. You had that touchdown at the end. The ball came off of the defender's helmet. Luckily, you're able to use your athletic ability to make the catch, you know, and score the touchdown. But, you know, what's going on? Are, are they sh- If they're shutting you down that much, then Godwin needs to be open all the time and Mayfield then needs to get him the ball. So, like I said, the pass protection is decent. I'm not going to say it's not, but um, there is... The, the, the situational football decisions is, I guess, what I, I'm, I'm trying to say. For example, when you're down 24 to 10, like they were against Buffalo, and you have the ball back, and it takes you <laughs> seven minutes and 21 seconds to score. Now, you have to score twice. There's 10 minutes to go in the game, maybe nine minutes. 
but it, it takes you seven minutes and 21 seconds to score. And the only reason, quite honestly, that the Bucks scored was because the, the Bills had two really stupid penalties on, on fourth downs that gave the Bucks first downs, and you know they're able to go. But when you're down twenty-four to ten, and you have the ball with, you know, maybe ten minutes to go, nine minutes to go, there's no, there was no urgency on their part. They're running the Bucks are running the play clock down to two seconds, one second. I think they had to call a timeout at one point. There seems to be no direction, no communication coming from the sideline for those you know, situational decisions. Uh, you know, it, it, it looks as though you have a team out there that forgets what's going on, where they are in the game sometimes. And like I said, you, Mike, you have to get open. You're one of the best receivers in Bucks history. Obviously, you are the best receiver in Bucks history, and you're one of the top in the league. But come on, it looks to me as though you maybe can't get the pass. Maybe it's an errant throw by Mayfield, whatever. Why is it that when you drop a ball, whatever, you go off the field? I see that more times than not. I'm going to start paying attention to that even more. Um, you know, get in somebody's face and get them fired up, Mike. Don't take the same expressionless, you know, motions that your head coach has. Go out there and rattle some cages. Mayfield, you know, you're out there. I, I got to say, I, I think you're giving it all you have, um, but you make some decisions. The arm strength sometime on some throws to the sidelines, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, shaking my head, saying the ball is not even, is, is it going to ever get there? You're floating them out there on some sideline patterns where you're lucky it's not pick sixes. So, you know, there's enough blame to go around. And obviously, when you're winning, it's one thing. When you're not winning, it's a whole different ballgame. And right now, we're not winning. So, um, you've got to make some personnel decisions. Uh, for another coaching example, I just thought of fourth and one. It was fourth and six. From the same spot against Atlanta, we decided to kick a field goal. Or we decided to go for it on fourth and six last week against Atlanta. Now we're in the same position on the field against Buffalo, against a team that you know, we're not favored to beat. Fourth and one, opening drive, what do we do? Let's kick a field goal. Field goal wasn't even close. I don't know if it was tipped or whatever it was, but... Uh, it wasn't made. I, I just don't. There's no continuity. There's no. It seems to me there just isn't any type of game game plan. It, it, it's all. You know, you have to make adjustments during the game. Absolutely. But what you have to realize is that the players have to know that if they don't do something that they're supposed to on the field, then they should get called out for that by the coach, either at that point or after the game. You never ever see Bowles go after anyone, and I mean go after them by by just calling them out, saying so-and-so did not, he missed an assignment. He was he, he didn't run the right route. Um, the, the throw was an atrocious, whatever it might be. So there's a lot of times that, you know, you want to be a player's coach. You, do you want to be their friend? 
if you can be their friend, yeah, but you have to be their coach first. The, the, the whole idea is to win games, not make friends at this point. He's going to go down with the ship saying, well, well I, I was a player's coach and whatnot, but I, I'm seeing in the last three games the same Todd Bowles that I saw last year so often. The game day preparedness and readiness seems to be lacking to me. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to put say it any other way or put a finger on why are they practicing this during the week i'm sure they are i'm sure they're you know just not going through the motions i'm sure that there's scouting reports i'm sure that they're you know trying to figure out what they need to do but again like i've said earlier in the show that the coaches get paid to do what to make adjustments as well as to come up with the big plays. And the big plays are the third downs and fourth down calls, as well as plays in the red zone, both as an offensive unit and then again as a defensive unit. We have a good defensive red zone strategy. But let me, in saying that, like I said before, that means that the other team is in that position quite often and we don't want that. So, you know, the, everyone needs to come together on this team and everyone needs to realize that if they don't do their jobs the way they're supposed to, then the person next to you is going to be affected by it. You can't have one or two people running around. You can't have Avante David playing his butt off. You can't have you know, Winfield out there doing all he can do. And then the rest of the team kind of just, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, not get hurt, get off the field. And sometimes that's unfortunately what it seems like. So appreciate the emails. Take a quick back a quick break when we come back we'll talk some more sports you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 fire and ice heating and cooling serving valrico and surrounding areas locally owned and operated fire and ice will give you an honest estimate on any repairs you might need also specializing in new installs using the industry's highest quality parts and equipment don't fall for service time gimmicks that end up sticking you with an overpriced repair bill over 25 years of experience dedicated in providing exceptional services when you don't want service with a guest call the best fire and ice heating and cooling call 863-797-7096 that's 863-797-7096 or online at fire and ice air.com now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 all right nfl fans enough about the bucks let's just hope that they regroup and come back strong against houston next week the um there are some other games obviously this week and i you know it's been tough picking some of these games so far i'm a 70 and 36 straight up and 56 and 47 against the spread uh not not that bad, but I'll tell you, some of these games, a lot of surprises so far in the first uh, seven weeks here. Of course, we have the Texans that we just mentioned against Carolina. This is a game that's featuring the first two picks in the draft. Of course, I'm talking about Bryce Young for the Panthers and C.J. Stroud for the Texans. Young has struggled. Stroud has played well. Both teams are coming off a bye week. But I think the Texans are a better team here. And I think that they're going to win it on the road. You have the Rams at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are six and a half favorites in these games. The Cowboys are also coming off a bye. While the Rams lost a, um, a tight game to the Steelers 
if you watch that one, that was a, that was a fun game to watch. Tough game on the road for a rested team for the Rams. I think um, Dallas seemed to do the right things in this last game against the Chargers, and I think the Cowboys are going to pull off a 10-point uh, win in this one. You had the Vikings playing Green Bay. Anytime you get these two teams playing against each other, um, I think you find that it comes right down to the end. Uh, the Vikings have won two straight games and seem to be going in, in the right direction, uh, especially with that win against the 49ers, if you saw that last Monday night. And again, in the division game, on the road, on a short week, it's always a challenge. The Packers haven't played well in a few weeks, but I think this is the game that they are going to get it turned around. As Kirk Cousins will not have the same kind of game that he had last week. I'm taking the um, Packers by a touchdown in this game. The Saints and Indianapolis, pretty even matchup here. The Saints are coming off a Thursday loss to the Jags where the offense struggled. The, the Colts scored more than expected against the Browns, but they simply just made too many mistakes in that one. Here, I think that the difference is going to be the same, that the Saints defense will get the best of Garden Minshew. I think that the Colts will make too many mistakes, and I, I look for the Saints to win this one by a field goal. The Patriots and Miami, that's a one o'clock game tomorrow. The Pats are coming off an impressive home game, a victory over the Bills, where Mac Jones actually showed some life and the Dolphins lost to the Eagles. If you remember on Sunday night, in a game where the offense scored just one touchdown, who would have thought that Miami's offense would only score one touchdown against anybody? Uh, but anyway, I think um, the Patriots slowed Miami in the first meeting. That would be the same strategy here. I do think the Dolphins come away with the victory Although it should be a close game for a while. I'll take Miami uh, giving 10 in this one. You have the Jets and the Giants, the two New York teams. Uh, Sunday, that's tomorrow at 1 o'clock. The Giants played a nice defensive game in beating Washington last week where the Jets are coming off of a bye. Uh, you know, they played pretty well before the bye, so it should be a low-scoring defensive game uh, with the... Uh, difference being whichever offense makes the big mistake that's going to cost them the game I would think that that would probably be the um, Giants so I'm going to take the Jets in this one by, by a field goal you have Jacksonville and Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's playing pretty well uh, I think they're 4-2 right now the Jags have won 4 straight and they're going to be rested after um, playing last Thursday so they had that you know, extra couple days. Pittsburgh's played better, like I mentioned, on offense the past few games. Both defenses are playing well. I'm going to go with the better offense, and I think that Jacksonville is going to take this game by a touchdown. Atlanta at Tennessee. Uh, that's a 1 o'clock game. As Bucks fans, we hope that Tennessee goes out there and uh, takes care of business. But quite honestly, the Titans, they seem to uh, be a mess right now. And, you know, Falcons are in first place, as you know, after beating us last week down here. Uh, I, I'm hearing that the Titans might be uh, leaning towards letting rookie Will Levies 
start the game here. If that's just, if that's true, then I look for the Falcons to go ahead and win this game. Um, it is pretty well even, but I am looking for the um, Falcons to win this game by by a field goal as well. You have the Eagles at Washington. Uh, line on this one I'm seeing is seven. The Commanders have some major issues protecting Sam Howell, their quarterback. And that's not a good thing when you're playing against the Eagles' front. So uh, the Eagles got back on track against Miami, like we mentioned last Sunday night. Uh, my Washington's going to have a challenge. And I, I think that it, it might be close for the first half, but I do look for the Eagles to win this game probably by a touchdown to 10 points. Uh, you have the Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, that's a one. That's actually a four o'clock game tomorrow. They're playing on the road for the second straight week. They meaning the Browns, but after a not so good showing on defense last week, I, I think that changes here. And that's even if PJ Walker's the quarterback, I think it won't make a difference. I think that the defense finds a way to limit Seattle's offense, and I look for Cleveland to win this game by a touchdown. The other Ravens playing at Arizona. I think Baltimore's playing as good as anybody in the league right now. Lamar Jackson, the passing game, um, seemed to have it rolling right now, where the defense leads the NFL and points allowed. And if you're Arizona, those two things can't be a good it can't be a good thing for your team. Uh, they've been pretty average, but I do think that the Ravens win this game going away by about, I'll take 14 points, Baltimore. The Chiefs and Denver. That's a, a 4.30 game tomorrow. These uh, two teams met a few weeks ago in Kansas City. The Chiefs won that game. Um, wasn't easy. It was pretty close. The Denver defense played well. Uh, I think they've been making some strides from a defensive standpoint. Even so, I think the Chiefs' offense looked pretty tough again last week, and I think they will here, and I think that they win the game by 10 to 14 points in this one. Cincinnati at San Francisco. 49ers have lost two straight games in a row and uh, looked like the defense struggled a little bit against Kirk Cousins. Now they face the Bengals offense that's coming off of a bye week. Um, Joe Burrow had a chance to rest his calf. We'll see how the Bengals offense looks and if they're able to keep this one close. I do think that San Fran does not lose their third game in a row and um, they're going to win this game by... Um, probably five to six points. The night game tomorrow, the Bears at the Chargers. The Bears looked much improved last week when they played the Raiders. Uh, Tyson, a bad gent, if you watch, he played a solid game. He was the D2, uh, Division II College Player of the Year, if you remember. But this is a, a tough trip against a good team that uh, really needs this game in a big way. I think the Chargers are going to find a way uh, they have too much talent. They're not going to keep on losing. So I'm looking for uh, the Chargers to win this game. And then Monday night, rounding out the, the week. There are no buys, by the way. Um, you have the Raiders at Detroit. The Raiders are playing consecutive road games after looking awful. Losing to the Bears last week. The Lions were blown out by the Ravens. The Lions are going to bounce back and blow out the Raiders this week. That's my update and predictions for the NFL, guys. Um, I want to say thank you. I know we can only talk about football today. Um, 
The Bucks took up most of the conversation as well they should. Look forward to the emails, JimmyBSports.com. Let me know your thoughts on the Houston game coming up. Who do you like in the World Series? Uh, Do you think that the Rangers are going to outlast the Diamondbacks or not? Love to hear that. As always, thank you for the support. Love hearing the emails and texts during the week. Show is growing each and every week and month, which I appreciate. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. And we'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening.